0: Hi everyone, it's Stephanie K, and welcome to another episode of Hey Steph. How are you doing? How was your Christmas? If you're listening to this in real time, I hope that you had a wonderful time celebrating with your family, your friends, and whatever you do. I hope that it was fun and we're actually about to start a new year I'm so ready for it. And talking about a new year, one of my bucket list is to do Times Square. I know that I might sound crazy, but that just seems like that is so much fun to be able to bring in a new year and Times Square, the intersection of the world, and watch the ball drop. The only thing that keeps me really from not doing it is usually it is brick cold, on New year's Eve, it's either snowing or it's raining. Just the weather is not cooperative and the word on the street is in order for you to be in that group, you have to get to the area at like some crazy time, like at like twelve noon and or something like that, and then you have to kind of like just stay there for hours until the ball drops, you know just for security or whatever and I have no idea what They're going to do now, you know, that we're, you know, still in an active pandemic. I don't, I know that they'll probably still have crowds there, but, you know, just things have to be very different. So hopefully in the world we can turn a curve and we can get back to whatever normal looks like where people can be together and not be as concerned or worried about transmitting or catching a virus that, you know, for some people can be deadly. So let's keep our fingers crossed and let's remain optimistic for the future, shall we? So with that, as we approach the new year, I wanted to talk about change. Are you afraid of change? I'll share a secret with you. Sometimes I am. Sometimes I am someone who gets major anxiety over potential changes. What's going to happen? I get nervous. You know, if I'm, you know, changing locations or, you know, moving or the times that I change jobs, I have been so worried about that. And I would create this whole narrative in my head about what's it going to be like and, can I do it? And if it's, if we're talking about like a job, you know, am I going to like the new people that I'm going to work with? And then we compare our situations, our current situations versus, versus this new opportunity. Well, what if I don't gel with the new people as much as I'm gelling with the people that I'm currently working with or the people that I currently know? And what if it's not everything that it cracks up to be? What if I can't do this new thing? And what if I fail? And what if I fail publicly? And then if you're talking about moving, I've done that a few times. What if I don't like the new place? What if I don't like my neighbors? What if I don't like the apartment? What if I don't like the house? What if, what if, what if, what if? And it just can really, the mental gymnastics sometimes can just be, too much. It can just overwhelm you. And some people just say, you know what? Nah, I'm not doing that. I'm going to stay where I am well-placed. I am going to stay where I am comfortable. I'm going to stay where I know that I belong. And I do understand that. But I'm here to say, and most of us can agree in some area of our life, that change isn't always a bad thing. Change is not always a good thing. Sometimes change is just different. And sometimes we need to see what we're made of. And usually we can only know that when we find ourselves in uncomfortable situations, when we find ourselves in unfamiliar situations. That's usually how you know what you know about yourself and even sometimes about other people. And so as I think about going into this new year, I'm trying to do things or consider doing things that scare me. Now, I'm not yet ready to jump out of an airplane and do the skydiving thing, even though that is also on the bucket list, but I don't think that we're going to do that in 2022. But there's other things, other goals and other objectives, other just things that I'm curious about that I I wouldn't mind trying and I might want to think about doing sooner than later. So what about you? What is that one thing that you are afraid of doing? What is that one thing that you have been afraid of turning the light on and saying, I want to do this, but I've been so scared? Is it making a phone call? Is it going to see someone? Is it saying that you apologize for something, for a misunderstanding and doing your part? Is it maybe looking at a new opportunity, whether it be personally or professionally? Is it time to take a new course? Is it time to go back to school? Is it time to move on In your personal relationship, are you happy? Is the other person happy? And what are the odds that the two of you can be happy together? Because relationships only work out when two people can be working on a common goal and have genuine love and respect for the other person and the other person's well being. And Building on the topic of relationships is not easy to say goodbye. I mean, that was one of the areas of my life that I know that I can say that in some situations, I wore out my proverbial welcome staying in situations that were long over. And we both knew it, but nobody wants to be perceived as being bad. No one wants to be perceived as being the person who did the other person wrong. No one wants to be the bad actor in this story. No one wants to be the bad actor in anyone's story, usually. And sometimes it's not about being a bad actor. Just sometimes after spending time with another person, you determine that your values are not the same. And I know that, that it took me a long time to really figure out because I was like, oh my God, like we totally gel. I'm talking about like, you know, relationship wise now, like romantic relationships. But I can think of instances where I thought like this person and I just gel and we love doing things together and we have such a good time and we have so much in common, but I later came to understand that you can package that up to we had similar interests versus similar values. And that's a key difference to understand because if you have similar interests, well, then that makes a person really cool to hang out with. That makes a person really fun to chill with and to do things with. But if our values are not aligned, so one person values monogamy and then the other person is more free-spirited, we'll put it that way, then that's going to be a whole problem, especially when both parties cannot agree on monogamy versus an open relationship or even are on the same page on whether or not you're in a defined relationship. Because sometimes only one person is in the relationship. There's not two people in the relationship. One person is hanging out and then the other person is a little bit more invested. And so when that happens, it seems as if a change is inevitable. I've been in situations where you think about your professional life and I think about my own. And when, you know, I was working, I remember I worked at at Bloomingdale's and it was really, really a fun job. I was working there when I was in college and I learned so much and I was able to work with all of these brands and just be exposed to fashion. And that's why I know so much about makeup and fashion and beauty and all of that because it was such a learning experience. And sidebar, especially for people who are starting out in the job world, when you're thinking about your job, think about what you can learn. It's not just about the paycheck. What are you going to learn from that experience? And What can you take away from that experience that is going to help you in your life moving forward? But anyway, let's go back to that example of, you know, changing jobs. I didn't leave Bloomingdale's because I didn't like the job. And I didn't leave Bloomingdale's because I didn't like the people. I left because I realized that that was not something that I could make a career out of. It was great for a job, To just you know have pocket money. Well, actually, I didn't have pocket money because with the way my taste was set up, you know what I mean. I spent basically, you know, my my paycheck. So we used to get paid every week. So essentially, I was giving my paycheck back to them every day. And my friends and family would say, like, do they pay you? Because every week you are coming home with. You know, that big brown bag, you know, that everybody loves to see. Well, I really love to see and have. So they're like, do they pay you? I'm like, yeah, they pay me. And then, you know, I just see really cool stuff and I go get that stuff. So I knew that I wanted more than a job. And like I said, I was in college at the time. And my priority was finishing college. And I really did not see a career in retail, even though many people actually have very lucrative careers in retail, whether it be design and merchandising and marketing or management, any career that you can just about think about, you could do that in retail. But that just wasn't my, that wasn't my journey. And that wasn't what I felt that I should do. And when I decided to move relocate from Chicago, as I've said, I had a million reasons to to stay in Chicago. I mean all of my family were there my my friends every i mean I was born and raised there, so i mean that th- those are my roots, and so I'm going to contemplate going to this huge city that I had never even visited before and I was going to live there not knowing anyone not knowing how it was going to be not knowing if I was going to like it not knowing if I was going to be able to make it because (laughs) New York is everything they say in terms of a cost thing like rent And cost of living, it is not a game, it is not a drill, it is all of the things. And I was not ready for it, to be honest. But I did it, and I don't regret it. But my first year in New York was hard, and Brooklyn Living in Brooklyn was hard. It was hard. And another quick sidebar, yeah, don't watch the movie Rent around the holidays, like around Christmas time, when you just moved away from home and you didn't go home that year. Yeah, I did that. And it just it was a very sad thing. A lot, lot of tears went through boxes of tissue because for whatever reason, I think I went home for Thanksgiving my first year after moving to New York. I went home for Thanksgiving, but I did not go home for Christmas. And then the movie Rent came on, which is a phenomenal movie, I think, or musical. It came on and I remember just sobbing, just like a faucet, just crying my heart out, asking myself, like, why did you do this? Like, why did you leave your family? And I'm sitting in my apartment in Brooklyn by myself nobody. And I'm just crying watching this movie. And I'm just like, did I make the biggest mistake in my life? But what I had to remember was that airplanes leave New York 24 hours a day, probably every hour, every 30 minutes. So if I really wasn't happy, and if it really wasn't something that I wanted to do or continue to do, I could leave. I could go back home. I didn't need to stay there. But I decided that what awaited me and my reason for moving to New York in the first place, I had to see what that was like. I knew that Chicago would be there forever. Maybe, sadly, not all of the people. But I knew that the city itself would still be there. But the opportunity to live my life, to live my questions and to follow my goals and my dreams, that was not in the ability to do that. It was not going to be there forever. So I had to go and I had to go and see for myself, not what I heard from other people or what other people, because I had known people who moved to New York And, you know, they had a completely different experience, but that's exactly how I received it. I was like, okay, well, that's their experience and it's valid for them, but maybe I'll have a different experience. And I, that changed me because it taught me that I could trust and I could take care of myself and that I could do hard things. And even though it was a very uncomfortable change in the beginning, it was ultimately looking back all of these years later, it was exactly what I needed to be the woman that I am right now. And I would not be this woman if I had not taken that chance and if I had not listened to myself and if I didn't go for it. I would have always been curious. And one of the things that I don't want to leave this earth plane with is a medley of regret. I'm sure I will have some regret like we all will. But if I can minimize my things or list of regrets, then I feel that my life was worth it. So change. Change. What do you need to do? I mean, change is inevitable. I mean, if we don't change, sometimes life is going to make us change and it's going to make us do some of the hard things that we don't want to do. But I feel like change is like going to the gym and lifting weights because it literally does make you stronger and it makes you more adaptable. And it gives you experience, it gives you information, it gives you knowledge. And at the end of the day, I firmly believe that change gives us pride. So are you afraid of change? And what about that change scares you? Are you afraid of possibly leaving some people behind that you can't take with you? We talk about, I listened to this one podcaster, her name was Elaine Fluker, and she hosts the Support is Sexy podcast. And one of the things that she often says is everybody can't come. And that's not something, I don't think that's a term that she coined, but it's true. We can't always take everyone with us. And it's not that the people that we love and care about are disposable. And it's not easy to to leave anyone per se. But what will it cost you if you're busy trying to get other people on board? And other people to believe in a dream that has your name on it. Sometimes it's not a joint thing. Sometimes this is your dream, which is why sometimes you're the only one who can see it, which is why you're the only one who understands it. Some other people, they don't get it. Maybe they're not following their dream. Maybe they deferred their dream. So it's not that they're being a hater. They just don't have it in their wheelhouse to be able to support you to be able to give you the go get it and to give you the accolades and the inspiration and whatever it is that you think that they should be able to give you it's not sometimes because they don't want to they just literally do not have it to give because they've never seen anyone embark on The goals that you're trying to achieve. They just have never seen it. And some people are visual learners. Some people need to see it before they can believe it. And that's okay. And that's also okay if that's not you. And that's okay if it's not your journey. And it's never too late to change because sometimes we think, oh, you know, I have this, or maybe I'm too old, or maybe I'm too young. Look, age is literally a number. It's just a time and numbers on a calendar. But what you do with this finite time that we all have, that's what matters. So sometimes we have to really think about what do I want my life to look like? And if you don't know, it's okay. I don't think anybody has it all figured out because I know I don't. I do not have it all figured out as much as, you know, I, I think so. But one of the goals or traits that I have, traits is the word I'm looking for, is that I'm curious and I believe in myself and I use my fear, if you will, to push me. And to say, yeah, I acknowledge it. I don't pretend that it's not real. I don't try to talk myself out of it. I mean, sometimes I have. There are certain goals that I have not achieved. Like one of the goals, I was a theater major before I became, before I decided to do a journalism program and ultimately get my degree in journalism. I wanted to be an actress and I felt that I could do it, but you know, the people around me were like, well, no, (laughs) my parents, my mom was like, yeah, that's not a degree I'm paying for. So yeah, no, but I feel like to be completely honest, I didn't pursue it because I was scared. I was scared of rejection. I was so afraid of going on an audition. And what if they didn't like me? What if I didn't get the part after working for months, weeks, years, perfecting my craft? What if I never made it? How would I handle that? And how would I handle... Failure, which would look like to me, not seeing myself on the stages of Second City or Steppenwolf, and and in and on Broadway in New York. What if that never happened to me? And what if I had to acknowledge that everybody else was right? I just couldn't handle it. I couldn't. I just thought that I couldn't handle it. So I didn't try. I didn't. That's one instance where I didn't shoot my shot. Because I talked myself mentally out of my dream. I was like, no, I'm not going to be able to make any money. I listened to what everybody said about acting. Never mind <laughs> The other side of the spectrum, the Meryl Streep's, the Viola, well, Viola Davis wasn't, well, she was working she was a working actress, but she wasn't the so-called name that she is. She didn't have the household recognition. So, but at the time, you know, there was Meryl Streep and there was Ruby D and, and there were so many different actresses, Felicia Rashad, all kinds of working actors Who were doing exceptionally well in the industry. Why didn't I think about them? Why did my mind go directly to all the people who weren't working? When arguably I had more examples of people who were successful. Whether I knew them or not. So... I just say to you, as I'm saying to myself, as we embark on this new year, don't be afraid of change. Even if you just take one step, you know what that is. We all have that one thing that we can realistically do. So maybe, you know, realistically, I'm I'm not going to be on Broadway (laughs) in the next couple of months, but you never know. But that doesn't mean that I can't take an acting class if I still feel like there's still an actress inside of me. There's nothing stopping me from taking an acting class. There's nothing stopping me from taking an improv class. So what class can you take? What risk can you take? What is that one dream that only you know about that realistically, you could start and work your way to it. Even if you just start the planning phase, just start where you are and use what you have. So I want to wish you, continue to wish you a wonderful holiday season and a very happy, prosperous, and healthy new year. And I look forward to us growing and changing, and evolving, and living this wonderful life that we have beautifully in 2022. I look forward to talking to you on the next episode of Hey Steph. Happy New Year!